0: This is Beyond Ag, a podcast dedicated to intellectual conversations with leaders and influencers of agriculture. I'm your host, Isaiah Pruitt. Today's episode is sponsored by the LaRue County Office of Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Price Smith, agency manager. Today we have with us Dorsey Ridley, the newly appointed executive director of the Governor's Office of Agriculture Policy. Um, So the first question I want to pose to you, Mr. Ridley, is who is Dorsey Ridley? I would like you to introduce yourself uh, to our listeners and to the community here.
1: Isaiah, thank you very much for uh, the kind invitation to be a part of your podcast. I can share with you that uh, it's an important opportunity for you to have uh, the chance to interview people who are uh, and, and learn about what their jobs are and what they do the commonwealth and uh i'd be glad to share a little more about myself number one and foremost is i'm i'm married my wife and i've been married 41 years and uh, we have four adult children and one of those children have two granddaughters so i'm real you know my wife and i are do about those granddaughters and ages five and two and um um I I grew up in Webster County, which is over uh, in the city of Providence, and there my family was in the farming business uh, as well as the franchised automobile business for 75 years. Um, our family, at the time, while in during those 75 years, I was also a part of the uh, operation of both the farm and And the the dealership, Uh, uh, we we had at our farm. We were a cattle farmer. We had polled Hereford, and uh, finally, late late with with that, we 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 finally found out that you could bring in an Angus bull, and we had better weaning weight than when we had, you know, we had those uh, polled Hereford. But anyway, um, so I I. went to Western Kentucky university and graduated from there with a degree in business and agriculture. Um, I knew that business was more of my, uh, forte, if you please, my abilities. And I ran the company the, the franchise auto business and migrated it from Providence, which was a small town to Henderson. And, uh, Um, And then as time marched forward, uh, when we moved, I obviously was no longer, the farm was there in Providence and and we were no longer in the cattle business, but fast forward, moved to Henderson and uh, was a franchise auto dealer and truck dealer there. And uh, during all of this time, over a 32 year period, I served in the Kentucky General Assembly either as a Kentucky House of Representatives member um, for, I did the House for eight years, four terms, and then I had gone from having two children to four children, and my wife and I agreed, and I had moved from Webster to Henderson, and my wife and I agreed that it was time for me to get out of the political arena in the General Assembly. Um, While I was on the In the House, I served on a interim joint committee of natural resources and agriculture for those eight years. So there's, you know, I had a lot of background in in what was going on. And at the time I left the General Assembly in 1994, this opportunity for the uh, for the master, the tobacco master settlement agreement was just in its infancy having a conversation about it. And we'll get back to that in a minute. But uh, fast forward 10 years, I was out of the General Assembly working my franchise car business. And then later, uh, upon the sudden death of the sitting state senator in 2004, um, he was, uh, I was cast back into the, uh, drafted I guess you'd say, by friends of mine to run for the state senate. And there I was in the state senate for uh, 14 and a half years. So my total 22 and a half years of service is over a 32 year period. But anyway, I uh, uh, back to my private business, I had left the franchise, I'd sold my franchise car business and the local bank called me and asked me to come and be the president of their bank locally called Independence Bank. Now I had known Independence Bank over the years because it had originated in Providence where I grew up and so for 16 years I was on the leadership the president or on the leadership team for the bank and uh, during that time period uh, I bring this up only because uh, we set the bank set its in motion to become the largest agricultural lender of a community bank in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And we achieved that. The point is we see farmers every day. We watch their balance sheets. We pay attention to what they plan, what they do and so forth. And so, and and, an independence bank has spread all over West Kentucky now from, uh, you know, from Owensboro to Bowling Green and West. And uh, now we're also in Louisville and, and, uh, and Frankfurt here in Frankfurt. Now I, that's not a commercial for them it's just the fact that I've got quite a, and when you fast forward to uh, Governor Andy Bashir winning an election and I had all of this government experience, banking experience, legislative experience, um, he, he tapped me to be his director uh, executive director of legislative services. And there's where I was until the COVID hit, and uh, then when COVID came on board, and the legislative services kind of changed a lot. The governor then tapped me because of my experience that I've just shared with you to become the uh, to become the executive director of the governor's office of agricultural policy. Now I, because I sat on the Senate agriculture committee for those 14 and a half years, I became very uh, knowledgeable of what this office does, who the executive directors had been, what they had done, and, and the direction that um, this uh, this, or, this uh, office of the governor, of the governor's subset office, um, uh, what they did and how they so the governor asked me to to come and so uh, it had never been something that I had ever thought I would be doing, but I have the skill set to do it. And the governor said, "Dorsey, would you please go do that?" And I said, "Yes." And it is a it is a choice of the governor. You know, it's a choice of the governor to uh, who they who they choose. It's just like the it's t- for your listeners. It, this is not anything different than a president of the United States deciding who's going to be their secretary of the, of agriculture for the U S you know, and so it's, it's very similar. We now back to the, let's go back now to the, uh, the office of agricultural policy. Where do we get our funding? Well, in reality, as an old legislator, I tell you when it comes to the general assembly and that's true, but it has always been set up. Up since about 2000, that the money that the state receives from the master settlement fund would be divided in half. Half of it would go to health and children, and the other half would go to Kentucky agriculture. It is a model that the that other states wish they had done in the United States, and and actually, well, you know, around the world they see uh, that this is a real model of, of moving agriculture forward in in small bits and pieces and it's just so important um and so uh that that's who i am that's a little history about the you know and by the way i am the sixth sixth um executive director of this uh office and uh that's
0: you know that's That's who I am and where I am, so. It seems that uh, you've lived a pretty exciting life um, up to this point and have been bestowed with this uh, amazing honor of serving the governor in the governor's office of ag policy. Um, So now to get into your role as uh, executive director, um, what do you personally hope to accomplish as the executive director of the governor's office? A ag policy.
1: Well, first and foremost, let me say this: that that uh, any entity in government needs to always be mindful of of self tweaking, self examination, self you know making sure that we are are in tune with the times of agriculture. That that's our that is our goal is to make sure we do that. And I can share with you that uh, because because of the way the board structure is with the uh, development board, as well as the finance corporation, two different boards that the governor appoints people to, um, they they have some autonomy and, and uh, they have, they give, you know, direction. Now, the governor uh, has the power as time marches forward to appoint people about you know every year about three new members come in and three members can roll off or be reappointed whichever it be. But this governor, uh, Governor Andy Bashir, wants to have a diverse board. He, he wants to have a geographically balanced board, meaning you know people from all areas geographically uh, are represented on the board. Uh, he also wants to have a representation and in statute. Uh, we have to have different types of uh, farmers who have different types of, of background, be it cattle, be it uh, 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 tobacco, be it grain. You understand what I'm saying. Horticulture, and so it's, um, it's very important. And, um, and so we want to, in some cases, we want to maintain and continue that. But, you ask, what are we looking for to the future? And we look to Governor Andy Bashir, who sets uh, the tone for his administration. And um, one of the planks of his platform was AgriTech, and so AgriTech is something that he has uh, asked me to, uh, you know, to s- start using the uh, his his office of agricultural policy to include that initiative in our, our programming down here. And so we're in the process of doing that as we speak. And, um, uh, you know, there's a broad definition of, of we all have a definition of agritech, okay? And so, and it's different, you know, but we, we're we going to hone in on that. And our the main goal for us is to lead farmers, in a direction, lead farmers in a direction that will improve their productivity and improve their, uh, their yield and uh, improve their, yeah, their, their uh, net farm income. And actually I'd say that's the goal and the mission of the office, Governor's Office of Agricultural Policy, just to hone it down. It's to increase the net farm income for farmers. So that's, you know, that, that's what we, and we're just, we're trying to bring all of this to the forefront. And uh, I've got a staff here of 14 people, and we work every day to try to take this uh, millions of dollars and put it in small places, small, smaller amounts in places throughout the Commonwealth of Kentucky that will be beneficial to those farmers. The number two accomplishment is to move, I remember being in the, on the Senate Ag Committee and, and boasting uh, in the state, I was at a conference in Oklahoma and boasted about our state having a $6 billion, 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 billion uh, billion ag economy. And the guy from Oklahoma said, oh, we wish we had that, I don't remember what theirs was, three and a half billion maybe. and uh, But we have slipped a little bit and, um, and so we, we, we're going, that's, that's a goal is to get back to the six billion and then take it higher to six and a half billion. And I think we can you know, help. I've got to help, have the help of the Kentucky Farm Bureau. I've got to have the help from the Kentucky Department of Agriculture. You know, we all need to work as a team for that. So, so that's it. So
0: um, what's, uh, what's our next question? Uh, so I just wanted to talk about kind of this, uh, almost the same thing, but I want to direct, uh, the attention to more, uh, policy. Uh, so what are some policy focuses, uh, that you okay. and your office are going to take in this upcoming wow. year, including your experience wow. as a uh, legislator?
1: Correct. There's, there's two things. I mean, it's just, you know, it's two things and it's, it's number one, number one is the money. I told you that the General Assembly is the one who controls the money. And and we're going to ask the General Assembly to continue uh, what was precedent setting back in the early 2000, 18, 19 years ago, and, and keep the Governor's Office of Agricultural Policy receiving half of that master settlement money coming to us so we can help Kentucky farmers. Uh, bar none, the General Assembly realizes we have a great office here who, who is very respectful of the money and we track the money and we make sure it goes to what we intended. We just don't hand it out and then forget about it. We actually go check and I've had to make on farm inspections to make sure people have done these, take pictures you know we get receipts and all that so that's the number one thing is that we continue to 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 get the the money that uh, we think does best for kentucky agriculture and then number two number two there's been some rumors and i'm sorry there are rumors around the capital but there are rumors that the governor's office of agricultural policy would be uh, diverted over to the kentucky department of agriculture now the department of agriculture commissioner quarrels uh and it's not about him and it's not about governor Bashir. this is about the long term because those those people will change as time marches forward by the time you become my age you'll have seen five or six governors see what i'm saying yes. and things will change agriculture commissioners and the one stable thing for the for the agriculture uh, economy of Kentucky is the governor's office being able to have uh, the opportunity to uh, not let politics get into these um, these boards and and I, I can tell you we we don't talk about we talk about ag policy we don't talk about political policy here on the boards. And those are the two things and then and
0: then the last question you had for me uh, Yes. um so i want to talk about what is the most important issue facing agriculture right now this is a question i ask uh, everyone i interview um yeah. so i just want to know what do you personally think is the biggest issue right, right now facing agriculture right so
1: it it, it and to be quite candid with you uh this is a, you know, when I was in college, I was taught in my uh, ag econ class that of all the things that uh, are as close to not having government interference is is the uh, is the fact that we had the the prices were determined. You know, commodity prices by supply and demand. Okay, so in since I was in college, your age. Uh, you know a lot of government federal government intervention has come into um, you know the supply of commodities you know and paying people not to grow or to grow what, whatever it might be but the point is Kentucky can't do anything about the federal programs but what we can do is, is go out into the world or at least the continental USA and go and talk to buyers of our commodities and say, hey, Kentucky is within a, a day's drive of 66% of the, uh, of the Continental USA's population. Come see us about what we are growing and what our value-added products are at the end. So the point would be is that we would um, increase our trade opportunity now, it could be the trade with Tennessee it could be the trade with Mexico it could be the trade with Canada or it could be Colorado I mean we don't know but we've got to, we've got to do our put our best foot forward uh, selling Kentucky agricultural products and um, and there's a number of ways we can do that and that's just by having somebody focused on it a professional focused on it Yes, And that happens all the time. You might be the next guy that we hire to be the professional.
0: Well, I mean, that's a a dream I have in life. Um, I've always uh, loved spending time in Frankfurt and discussing ag policy uh, with legislators. And that's hopefully the focus of this podcast is I want to be able to talk uh, about agriculture policy and what our communities here in Kentucky, uh, especially farmers and agriculturalists, are thinking uh, that is being done in Frankfurt and in Washington. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to talk again sometime about, um, especially when we get back into uh, January through March, when we get back into the General Assembly. Um, but for right now, that's all I have. Um, thank you for coming on today. Um, it's been an honor. Uh, again, this is Dorsey Ridley, the new Executive Director of the Governor's Office of Agriculture Policy. Thank you, Mr. Ridley. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Ag. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and whatever else you may get your podcasts on. Make sure to subscribe and give us a rating. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Ag. You can see our website at www.beyondagpodcast.com. If you are interested in advertising with us, visit our website or email me at isaiah at beyondagpodcast.com. That is I S A. I A H at Beyond